Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman and Associates. Now, here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much for joining me again this week. My motivational quote today is actually by Steve Jobs, and it says, Your work is going to fill a large part of your life, and the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. As with all matters of the heart, you'll know when you find it. Anyone can start from now and make a brand new ending. Do you consider yourself successful in your current position? Even if you're successful, are you still passionate and excited about what you're doing every day? Or are you a person that dreads going to work but keeps doing it even though it's no longer fulfilling? Has this unhappiness or negativity impacted your personal life as well as your overall well-being? Do you feel you need a change but are too scared or maybe unsure of what the change, uh, what actual change to make? Isn't the decision to leave behind the stability and security of the corporate world a big part of our decision-making process? My guest today, Monique Kendo, um, didn't know what her next step was, but everything in her gut told her that leaving the security and rep- reputation she had built in the fashion industry was the right thing to do because the fashion industry was no longer the right fit for her. So what did she do and how did she do it? Monique was a fashion merchandising director who transformed herself into an entrepreneur while giving back to charitable causes around the world. Monique is going to tell her story and how she went from a successful career in corporate fashion to leaving that role to find her passion in order to regain enthusiasm, fulfillment, and balance back into her life. Monique is going to share some clear ideas of how to approach a change in your career so you can uh, so you too can feel passion, excitement, and bring back um, and bring back meaning into your life as well. So Monique, welcome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Hi, Connie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here chatting with you today. Yeah, I, you know, your story, when, when we had met, your story is one that is extremely inspiring and that taking that leap of faith, and, and I know people listening that either have taken the leap of faith and or wish they could take that leap of faith, and it's scary. It's really scary so yeah. that you've, you've done it and you've transitioned successfully by taking this leap of faith into your new, um, into your new role. I, you know, I just find inspiring and I think the listeners all, all get a, um, some ideas as well as be inspired by, by what you've done. So, you know, your story of going from the fashion to entrepreneur, um, what were you doing before, if you could give some insight before, and now you, you what's the line that you work for? I'll let you share that. Yep, absolutely. Um, again, yeah, I think that exactly everything you were saying about taking that leap of faith, it very much is um, scary and somewhat terrifying, but at the same time really exciting. Um, so just to share a bit more about what I was doing before um, I started on my journey of entrepreneurship. I actually spent over a decade working in the corporate uh, retail world for some large global fashion brands um, in the merchandising and buying area. So I really focused on working with design and product development teams and marketing to 
execute um, product strategies, really making sure that we have the right mix of products um, for the client and obviously ensuring that we achieve those business goals. So that's where the majority of my professional experience uh, really was in from the time that I graduated college up until just about a year and a half ago. And then you shifted from this very, really secure and a successful corporate position. Um, what what happened or what was your thought process or what was the trigger, if you will, that you mm -hmm. thought, yeah, I'm, I'm done with this and I want to do? What was what was that process for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there were there were really a few uh, trigger points and, and things that were sort of reoccurring themes that made me realize that it was it was time. Um, you know, number one, really first and foremost, just I was I was unhappy and I really lacked passion for what I was doing. I just I didn't have that spark anymore, and you know I didn't look forward to going to work. I actually dreaded it at times, and I just had a lot of anxiety. Um, I had very little work-life balance, and that started to negatively impact me, um, not just from a work perspective, but just even you know, outside of that in terms of my overall uh, physical well-being and just happiness. And I ultimately was just, I was ready for a change. It was something that I had been thinking about for a while. I wanted to explore new opportunities. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I, just, I knew that you know, the, the fact that I really wasn't happy with the current state of you know, where I was, um, professionally and with what I was doing, it was time to sort of rethink that. Um, and you know, another way that I put it, in, I put it into perspective was just thinking, okay, at, that, at the time I was in my mid thirties, and knowing that most people retire in their you know early to mid sixties, I was like, what do I want to do for the next thirty years? Is this is this really yet? So that's another way to, to put it into context and to kind of um, you know create that picture for yourself of you know what do you what's the long term vision for your life. Yeah, and, and well said, because I'll tell you, you look at what you're doing and you think, oh, can I do this for the next 5, 10, 15, 20, you know, I'm, I'm older than you, so I can't look 30 <laughs> years out from a work perspective, or certainly from a life perspective, I have a long line here, but you, you know, you look forward and if you say to yourself, another 5 or 10 years, I can't see myself doing this for a year, um, mm -hmm. and you lose that mojo, you lose that enthusiasm, it's time, you know. Now that's to me the trigger, right? Okay, it's time. You don't just quit your job. You need yeah. to have income. We have bills to pay, right? You can't just be um, irresponsible about it. But certainly that should be a trigger for anyone listening if they think, "Ugh, like I get up and I drag myself to work." Not only, and and if I heard you correctly, you said not only did it affect your work life, and I'm going to say that your passion, your um, connection, the energy you brought probably kind of went, you know, kind of faded a little bit. And then you you also said it affected your personal life as well as your, your physical health and well-being. So if, if that's resonating with people as well, you know you're at a crossroad where you, something's got to give, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you just to, to build on that point, it's not like you know, you don't just wake up one day and you're like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm done with this. I'm gonna quit. It's, it's very much, um, you know, an editor process. You think about it, you sort of are like, no, I'm not gonna do it. And you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who are either feeling the same way, thinking about doing it, have done it, or you know, whatever point in their path they're at. And it's obviously a big life-changing decision, but at the same time, it's life-changing. And you know, I realized that I 
had been on this path and I never really thought nice to, to change the course of it because it's all I had ever known and I you know actually wasn't even sure what else I was capable of because I'd always you know been on this this corporate ladder working you know just kind of working towards the next run and not yeah. really thinking to explore other opportunities or to you know think about what I really wanted and what was really important to me so you know that's the, a big piece of it. It's really true, uh, Monique, because, you know, I think in the corporate environment, and not, and hey, man, not that anything is wrong with that. Um, you know, I, I had a long corporate career. I loved it, you know, but when it was time for me, it, it was time. So, you know, you have this corporate um, structure, you know, corporate, you know, going up the, the rungs of the ladder. So you have kind of blinders on, but not really. That all of a sudden, when you realize there's more and you take those blinders off, then you be, it's almost a little scary because you're like, crap, what am I, where am I, go- I know what I'm good at here, but what am I good at? What should I look for? So my next mm-hmm. question is, how did you choose? You made the decision to leave. You did your investigative. You did some soul searching. I'm sure you wrote yourself, you know, the mm-hmm. pros and the cons of your abilities and, you know, made lists about um, things you hated, you didn't want to do, and things you did want to do. Um, mm-hmm. How did you come up with, and now you, you sell jewelry, right? It's, it's a, a, a jewelry company for Ash and Ames. You're an independent mm-hmm. distributor. How did, you, how did you do that? How did you find them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, really, again, going back to just the the, the decision making process, and you know, actually finally taking that leap of faith and leaving corporate America. I think the most important thing for people to also know as they're listening is that it is very much a personal decision. You need to do it on your own terms for you when the time is right. Um, and that was really what I made it about, and making sure that you're leaving on good terms, especially absolutely. You know, knowing that you don't you don't want to harm any future relationships. But for me, is you know, I was very appreciative for all the opportunities um, and successes and um, things that I was able to do during my corporate career. So making sure that that um, you know I was able to to show that as I departed from from the last job. Uh, um, agreed. Never burn bridges. I agree with that a thousand percent. People are right, good to right. you. You right. you know, you you recognize that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then in terms of figuring out my next step, I mean you said it in the intro, I honestly didn't know what my next step was and you know, it was scary to admit that. <laughs> and sure. um, you know, there were I there were a lot of people that um, you know, I, there were a lot of supportive people, and then there was also, um, you know, people that were kind of like, wow, that's really scary and crazy, and and it is, and, you know, I think a, I almost needed that that break to, to have time to sort of um, take a step back and really think about, you know, what was important to me, what I wanted out of my next role, um, and I call it a role, not necessarily a job, because, mm-hmm. you know, again, it goes back to you know, really feeling fulfilled with what you're doing and being passionate about it and feeling connected to um, to the work that you're doing. So I took that time. You know, I didn't jump into into something right away. And I did a little bit of soul searching and self-reflection. And, you know, I, I explored a lot of different things. I, I forced myself to to break out of the mold that I had been in for the last, you know, 12 or 13 years of you know, working in the corporate fashion world and really trying to explore new opportunities. 
And, um, you know, and I realized there's actually a lot of opportunity outside of the cubicle. And there's a ton of, you know, really cool um, new emerging companies that are doing great stuff. And I, I was like, wait, how can I get involved with that? And that was, um, that was actually how I came to find Ash Names. Which is the brand that I'm uh, that I work with now, and I you know I connected with the co-founders at a at a networking event, and it kind of you know as soon as I met them and we started talking and I shared my story with them and really what I was looking for it was it was that immediate connection and I just I knew it was the right thing. How did you know? See that I think is the main question that people ask. Like, okay, you went to this networking event, you were chatting up with people, and all of a sudden. Because you also said there was opportunity everywhere. Of course there is. You start looking mm-hmm. and opportunity abounds, right? Mm-hmm. It might not be the right opportunity for you, but there's opportunity all around us. So now you're yeah. at this networking event. You're chatting it up with people. How did you know when, what was the, and I'll, I use my gut, okay? I don't know what, what yeah. term you use, but what was it that you thought, oh, my God, this is it? Yep, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, I would for sure say that that gut reaction and, um you know, and that again is what led me to my decision to leave the corporate world. But also just that feeling and that initial reaction that I had when I first learned about Ashenine. So I, you know, had done some research prior to going to this event. I just wanted to learn more about it, and I got involved with Ashenine for two reasons. Number one, I love the jewelry, and number two, I instantly connected with their mission and everything that their company is about. And to me, those were you know, that was a critical piece of, of finding my next thing, was feeling, was having that connection, feeling, um, you know, knowing that I could be empowered by the opportunity and, you know, and, and being inspired by the people that, you know, by the women that started it and what they've done with their lives and kind of saying, okay, well, you know, they've created something out of nothing. I can do that too. I can start over. And that's essentially, that's essentially what I did when I decided to leave corporate America to, to go out on this new path that I wasn't quite sure what it was going to be at the time, and um, you know, I eventually found my way there. But um, you know, a lot of what the company stands for really resonated with me, and that that was for me a huge piece of it. You know, and this is so important, Monique, and and so well said that. Yeah, we just said it. Opportunities everywhere. All of a sudden, you're having a conversation. And it just feels right. It, and it's almost, I'm going to use this term loosely, but it's almost on the cellular, cellular level that you, you, um, your vibration, your body's vibration almost changes because you're resonating with, and in this case, their mission statement, how they, they started their journey. And, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about that in the, in the second segment, but how they really, their mission statement is really about giving back and, and extremely charitable in nature. So all of this is resonating with you, and that's when the gut, you're, you're literally, I think what you're describing is your vibration, right? That gut feeling of, like, tell me more, tell me more. Um, mm-hmm. This sounds right. This fits right. This feels right. It's, it's almost to that cellular level. Was that is that right? Did I understand that correctly? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, uh, uh, just everything about uh, what their brand is about in terms of inspiring female entrepreneurship, empowering artisans around the globe, and then obviously the uh, give back component to the yeah. business and giving back mm-hmm. to charitable initiatives was, 
was a really big part of it for me because I I knew that whatever I I did next I wanted I wanted to make an impact and you know I know I'm not going to cure cancer but I was like okay how can I make a difference in the world and whatever you know scale that means in terms Absolutely. of what I'm capable of doing yeah. and and with Ash Names I have that opportunity to you know not only be an entrepreneur and build my own business and help others do the same but at the same time. I'm able to give back and to donate to important causes, whether they're small scale or big scale. I mean, it's, there's so much opportunity, and there's so many yeah. um, different organizations that are in need of help, and um, and so it's a really great way to be able to do that. Absolutely, yeah. And giving back, I think, is it, it just it feels good as well for you know anybody yeah. listening. I know when you give back, you volunteer, you help someone, you make someone smile. It just feels good. Let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to um, talk more about the um, the Ash Names collection and and just what they're all about because it's funny that you chose them. Your story, I think, is inspiring, but their story is also extremely inspiring. So um, you know, the show is all about inspiration for me, right? How to get people to change. So when we come back. I want to talk more about the Ash and Aim platform and and kind of what they do uh, because it's it's just very cool. All right, so let's take a quick break. A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Okay, we are back and we are talking with Monique Candu. And we are talking about um, her new Venture, adventure. I'm going to say adventure with Ashen <laughs> yeah. Ames. Which it's good adventure, right? Ashen Ames, which is a um, jewelry organization. And I just want to comment also, um, Monique. You know, you coming from that fashion industry, you had, believe it or not, in the merchandising and all of of those components of your skill set, you had a lot that you were able to transfer over to this new adventure, this new platform for you of of really more sales um, than behind the scenes merchandising, right? So um, you did have a lot of transferable skills, which is kind of cool that you're using the creative piece of what you did and you're now using that here. So that's, you know, I just wanted to comment on that, which, um, good for you. You know, good yeah. for you that, yeah, yeah, foundationally who you are, you know, you're still you. You don't, you don't change just because you changed the job. You still have all those skill sets that come with us. So yeah. I just wanted to comment on that, yeah. Um, so now, yeah, as your name, okay, so who creates and designs their collection? Because I think that's part of their story. Right, absolutely. So the Ash and Names collection, our jewelry is actually created by um, by a number of incredibly talented designers and artisans from all around the world. So we have female artisans that we work with um, from Haiti to India, Turkey, Sri Lanka, 
in Paris. And then we also have women that we work with, um, you know, more locally places like New York and Chicago, um, Los Angeles. But really every piece has a very unique story behind it, um, really starting from from the, the woman that's creating it. So it starts from the materials that she uses, what inspires her designs, all the way down to, um, you know, the community that she comes from. And a, a lot of these, um, you know, in a lot of these cases, these women are really, you know, entrepreneurs in their own right, and they're building their own businesses, and they're, you know, figuring out how to, um, you know, make a meaningful impact in the communities that they come from. So, you know, on all levels, whether it's the, the artisans that we work with or the ambassadors that, you know, such as myself that represent the company, we're all aspiring entrepreneurs really trying to build our own businesses and give back to our communities in a meaningful way. Now, are most of these artisans around the world, or would you say they're predominantly women, or is there a mixture of, um, you know, a male presence in there as well? Yeah, we work, we work with all female artisans. So uh, Ashley Williams is very much about um, inspiring female entrepreneurship and empowering uh, female artisans. So all of the all of the artists we work with are women. That's awesome, and yeah. some of the some of the uh, creators of the the jewelry and the design, they're not all in affluent areas either, correct? Absolutely, no. That's um, you know, that's actually a really big piece of our of Ashley's story. So the way that the brand actually came to be and what really sparked the idea was um, really started from some volunteer trips to Haiti that our co-founders, Amy and Trisha, had been taking. They had been going over to Haiti on these volunteer missions and working and meeting with these female artisans that were crafting really gorgeous pieces out of, out of wood that's indigenous to Haiti. Um, these really cool wood cuffs, uh, necklaces, and they were bringing them back initially as gifts and souvenirs for their friends and family. And, you know, they've had this overwhelming response and just, you know, people were obsessed with the pieces. They're like, these are, these are gorgeous. You know, next time you guys go, bring them back for us. We want them for, you know, our friends and family. And that was really, you know, the seed that kind of that started it all. And, and they thought to themselves, you know, how can we, how can we build this brand that's, you know, based on empowering these, these artisans in Haiti to, to create their pieces and bring them back and, you know, make a business out of it. And so, um, so Haiti is definitely a really big piece of our story. And actually, on any time we sell a piece from from that's created by our Haitian artisans, we actually give back a hundred percent of those proceeds to that community. So again, it, it goes back into reinvesting in that community, helping them continue to build their businesses, as well as helping just to overall better um, the community that they're coming from. Sure, education, the whole thing, right? I would think yeah. improved um, food, you know, resources. That, you know, just think about the implication of giving back to these, um, you know, less affluent areas that, mm -hmm. you know, still have to survive. You know, it's so so funny. It, you know, I'm picturing in my head as you're describing it, you know, in Haiti, that you have these women who taking a piece of wood or, or something, a stone, whatever it is, that's very common in Haiti and looking at it and being inspired to create something that probably they created for their, their own wearing, right, to put it as a necklace or a bracelet or to give, to make as a gift for someone in the family because money is not abundant, right? And right. then to have these women come to, 
you know, volunteer and give back and see these pieces and think, oh, my goodness, they're just, they're breathtaking. You know, who would think, who would think that, um, you know, we're going to volunteer in these, you know, lesser developed areas and walking away with beauty. And and this is just my, as you were describing it, you know, I'm thinking in my head, there's beauty everywhere, right? Yeah. And that, yeah. and these two women who truly were just giving back of, of the goodness of self, right, to give back, you know, and help other humans in this world, um, see the beauty um, is, to me, just remarkable. I just think remarkable. And then I'm cracking up because I can just picture it. I'm coming home and ever going, oh, where did you get that? Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Right? I have to have that. Yeah. Oh, here's money. Buy for me. And, I know, and, right? <laughs> and the business is born, right? It's the inspiration comes from the the craziest of places, and the yeah. craziest adventures, you know, turn into a business. It's it's just being so cool that they that the path, um, you know, became obvious. What are yeah. some of the other projects that you and Ashen Ames now are really? Um, involved in because now this is this is a very uh, big platform for them they're a successful business um throughout the world and they're giving back a lot of donated dollars which i think is awesome not only are they making a living but they're giving back charitably Um, what are some of the other projects that you guys have going on right so um that's great as as we talked about um the philanthropic component of our business is really a huge part of what the company is about so each season, a handful of our pieces are, are designed by our Haitian artisans, so that allows us to give back 100% of those proceeds um, to the community and to the artisans there. Additionally, we give back to a wide variety of charities and organizations, both big and small, and that, again, is sort of the beauty of, of the brand and the business model and the women. Um, you know, the women that we work with. So as an ambassador, I have the opportunity to, um, you know, to select the charities and organizations that I wanted to contribute back to. Or if I um, partner with someone on hosting an event, they, they also have the opportunity to say, oh, you know what, this is, this is important to our organization or we're trying to raise money to do X, Y, and Z. And, and so it really, there's a lot of flexibility, and in that sense, we are able to impact, um, you know, so many different organizations. So it's, in terms of the charitable pers- aspect of it, we're not just, um, you know, giving back to, to women's-focused causes. We're able to give back to charities and organizations helping, you know, children around the world, helping, um, you know, cancer research. It, it, really, it really affects and impacts um, so, many different, so many different organizations. So people who will host a show, right, have mm-hmm. you come in and host a show, and they have a charity that is near and dear, you know, someone was lost to cancer or mm-hmm. a child's, child's disease that, you know, they are big advocates for. Um, it's personal, and you guys can make it that personal for uh, the people that get involved with you as well. Absolutely. And, you know, again, that's, that's another piece of it that, that I really love that makes it, and, you know, it just it makes it so easy to to talk about to talk about what I do to talk about the brand because there's so many amazing um, there's so many amazing things about it. But you know, it's not just you know a, a cookie cutter like oh you have to donate to this charity and we're only gonna you know support women because of course that's a really big part of our mission and the brand. But we are about you know obviously trying to make the the world a better place one piece of jewelry at a time and whatever that means to you know to you may be different from the next person that I do an event with so it's really important to me that um, you know that people know that when they 
when they partner with us, they're able to contribute to something that's meaningful to them as well. And that is just so important to that, you know, the premise is not just what, what Ashen aims or the founders think is a good cause. Really, it could be anybody's good cause or something that they're passionate or involved in. So it's, it's personal. And, you know, yeah. I always say this when I, when I train, Monique, um, you know, when someone says, no, thank you, I'm not interested, that's not personal. That's just business. <laughs> it didn't resonate. They don't want it. They can't use it. Okay, whatever. It's not personal. You can't take rejection in that way. But when you when people do deal with you and you you sell or you um, create an adventure for them and they're inspiring evening for them by doing these shows and and, and what have you, um, it is personal because business is personal. It's connecting with other humans. And then when you have the secondary piece within the mission of the organization to give back on such a large scale. Um, to the multitudes of different um, options out there and different charities out there, I think that speaks volumes. And these women, these two um, co-founders of this of this uh, Ashen Ames, uh, kudos, man, to them. Just really <laughs> well done. No, really well done. Yeah. And we need more entrepreneurs, more people, more business owners. Um, it's personal. It is. It's personal. We live in a world that. You know, it's human to human. It's personal. So I yeah. just love that their uh, their mission really speaks to that. We have about a minute left. I'm sure. curious. I, I would like you to share with everyone listening if they feel they're at a crossroad in their career. What what advice would you give them? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I would say that if you know if it's you're at a crossroads and you or, you know, where I was at a year and a half ago and you're wondering whether or not it's the right choice or path for you, I would say if it's something that, number one, it keeps you up at night and you've been thinking about it a lot, um, you've lost your spark, your excitement, your kind of energy for what you're doing, um, you know, I would say that it's probably, it's probably time. And, you know, obviously the timing and transition of all of that needs is something that, Every individual needs to determine, you know, at their own pace and what's right for them. But um, at the end of the day, you know, the work that you do or just, you know, your job takes up a very big portion of your life and time, and you need to be excited about it. It needs to, it needs to be rewarding and fulfilling, and it's important that the work that you do is also aligned with your personal goals and your personal values, and that's something that I've, uh, you know, definitely learned. Um, over the last year and a half as I've kind of evolved into what I'm doing now, that it's really important that those, that your professional and personal life and goals and values are aligned as well. You know, and it's true, and we read about that. That's the big thing, you know, being mindful and that your your personal and your professional goals are in alignment. And it's true, you know, and, and we talk about it a lot on this show with the different guests I have. But it's really true because if, and, and for you, again, the giving back, it, like you said, you go, oh, it's so easy to talk about. You, and, when you, <laughs> and when you do talk about it, it's with enthusiasm and excitement that energy becomes contagious and people then will tell me more versus yeah. you selling at them. That's not what this is about. This is yeah. about sharing this wonderful adventure that everybody can have a piece of if it's the right thing for them. So, yeah. you know, really personal, professional goals have to be in alignment. What a great lesson for you as a young person um, 
to learn at a young age, and I know you're in your 30s, but you know what I'm saying? You, no, you still have a yeah. lot of living, and you still have a lot of work life to do. Yeah. Um, what a blessing. That That's number one. The other thing you said that I think is worth repeating is everybody has to go at their own pace. So um, you, you hit this crossroad. You kind of lost your mojo. You don't really want to do this anymore. You know, Monique and I are not saying quit your job and go look for something <laughs> other adventure. You know, life is real. We ought to pay bills. We don't want to be affected. We, we don't want to our cars repossessed. But we do need to start to look at and explore what does get you excited. And then yeah. is there a job that you can do within that excitement? And then how do you transition over, maybe doing it part-time before going full-time, et cetera, et cetera. So um, yeah. I, I think that at your own pace is just really well said. It's not just about jumping ship. You know, before yeah. I started my business, I had an income. I had a package from my previous company. I didn't mm-hmm. just, I had two kids and a mortgage. I couldn't just quit and leave. That would have been really irresponsible. So right. um, at your own pace, I thought that was brilliant, um, Monique, that you said that. That was really very, very good advice. And, and again, the alignment of personal and professional goals. Let's face it, man, we're at work a lot. And if yep. you're not enjoying what you're doing, and you're you're just missing the boat because yeah. life should be an adventure and excitement and fun and you know yeah crap happens right we have bad days you know we all do but we really have to be passionate and live our life passionately um, to be fulfilled and again to to create that good energy in the world of, you know human to human so yeah thank you absolutely. so much um, thank you so much for being on and sharing your your story everyone because um, a lot of people listen to the show in the car Monique I'm going to put the website which is www.moniquecando.com I'll put it on the website guys no worries and I will also put Monique's direct email uh, her, she has a gmail address so that you guys if you if you want to not even go through the website and just shoot her a quick uh, email for a response uh, she can you know share her story and maybe uh, give you some ideas on how she transitioned over uh, to the change as well as checking out some of this very beautiful I happen to be on the mailing list and the uh, <laughs> the jewelry is just it's outstanding it's beautiful and it's very unique which is um, again a, a testament to uh, the founders of Ash and Ames. So uh, thank you for being on and, and inspiring us with your story. Yes, absolutely. Thank you again. And definitely um, to anyone that's listening, reach out, ask me questions. I just recently met with someone who I used to work with who's going through a similar uh, transition and crossroads in her life. And it was actually it was really, it was really cool to be able to kind of talk about you know my journey over the last year and a half and give her some advice. And I mean, you know, just kind of share some of the, the ups and downs of it, but that's another part of it that's been really good, is being able to share it with people who are going through a similar situation. Yeah, share our story, and you never know who's going to pick a nugget of information or who will be inspired, you know, to create the next big thing, you know, have these brain blasts of inventions. Um, you got, you know, you got to be in the game. you got to be passionate and in the game for sure. So, yeah. again, Monique, thank you. It, it, it's always a joy speaking with you. So um, thanks for your time today and, you know, for showing us your passion. I, I certainly felt that I hope everyone else did as well. Thanks, Connie. My pleasure. I hope you guys will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embark change, whatever that means to you, and realize that it really is possible. Anything is possible if we put our minds to it. Thanks so much. Have an awesome, inspired week, and I'll see you next week. 
You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me.